Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from Epicos Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more information about Epicos, please visit epicos.org. How y'all, way good. How y'all doing today? All right, all right, yeah, all right. That's a little bit better. That's a little bit better. Good morning. My name is Anthony. I'm one of your pastors. It is always a pleasure to be here with you, and we just like to greet you in the name of the Lord. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our, our church family at our East Side location, our church family at our Mayfair Road location, our church family at our Sherman Park location. Of course, you here in West Dallas, and also our church family that watch us online. We greet you today, and it's always a pleasure to see your beautiful places and worship with you. Today, we're going to have the first of a two-part short series, a mini-series that we're doing, where we're going to be looking at our church values uh, and who we are and what makes us up as a church, as Epicles, and our effort in making more and better disciples. And when looking at that, we're going to look at the core values dealing with worship, community, service, and multiplication. Now, uh, if you came in today, you received one of these special bulletins. This is different from our normal bulletin that we have. This special bulletin, we would really love for you to keep, take this, keep this this week, and if you can, bring it back next week. You have space where you can uh, actually write some notes, and we're going to be looking at these four different core values. But today, we're going to focus on, in on the first two. We're going to look at the first two values, which are worship and community. And so those are going to be our first two values that we're going to, worship, to look at today. Um, before we get started, would you join me on the word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you and we love you, O God. We just ask that you continue to be with us. Help us to draw nearer to you, O God. And Father, help us to draw nearer to one another, O Lord, as we praise your name and learn more about you and your word and what you will have for us in this life. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as I've stated, we're going to be talking about worship and community today. And in our sermon, uh, I like to use uh, for a particular scripture for us in looking at uh, worship and community, the hundred number of Psalms. So if you want to take a look at your Bibles uh, that we have in some of the uh, seat backs on your smartphone, your app, um, and it will also be on the screen, I'm going to read for you the hundred number of Psalms in its entirety. And it reads as follows. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen? Amen. That's some good news. That's some good stuff right there. One thing that is certain about us all, uh, no matter who we are, what our backgrounds are, where we come from and such, we all love some form of community. 
Now, some of us might be introverts where, you know, we need our alone time. And guess what? It might not seem like it, but I'm an introvert myself. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of quiet. Those that kind of know me is like, okay, you know, he's pretty low key. But once I get going, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk your head off. But, uh, you know, we as people have been designed by God to be in community. And we might not realize it, but we always long for some form of community. Um, that community might look like us in our particular bent. For some of us, it's social media. We have our, our groups, that, and that's how we reach out in that way, and we connect with others. Uh, for others, it might be sports. And so, you know, you might be a diehard Chicago Bears fan, and I, I knew I'd get a reaction out of that. You might be a diehard Packers fan, and you, and you, 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 you have all the rituals. You, you know the schedule before the summer is out. You, you, you figured out what Aaron Rodgers is doing or not doing, uh, who's he going to throw the ball to, and all those other things. You have understanding. You, you have a community. You wear your, your sports paraphernalia. You, you're connected with your community, and that's one form of community. Uh, another form of community for some folks is that, you know, they're big Marvel fans. And I think we know of a couple pastors on staff that are really big Marvel fans. I'm not mentioning any names, <coughs> Frank. Uh, um, uh, and, you know, they're, they're big Marvel fans. Some are, you know, kind of weird in their DC fans, like Pastor Jacob, but that's all right. We still love them anyway. Um, but, you know, we all have our things that we're, we're fans of. For me, music has been a big thing as far as a source of my community. And ever since I can remember, music has always been something that's just galvanized me to other people. It, it brought me together uh, with family and friends. And one of my fondest memories growing up uh, when I was a little kid, and I mean like a little kid, back in the 1970s, um, my dad and the rest of my family, we, we took a pilgrimage to Summerfest. And when we went to Summerfest, we went to go see one of the greatest bands that ever existed, and that was Earth, Wind, and Fire. And so we went to the Earth, Wind, and Fire concert, and as this little kid, I have spotty memories of exactly what took place at this concert, but there were flashes of it that I, I still held on to from all these years. I remember it being really loud. I remember it being a lot of people, and people were dancing, and they were singing, and just having a good time, and a lot of smiles. And I also remember when my dad would hoist me up over his shoulders, and so I could get a better view and just seeing how everyone came together in fellowship. And that kind of sparked something in me. And I, I realized that I longed for that fellowship. And I continued on later in life and I went to find that fellowship again, that connection with other people. And for me, that particular connection with other people came in church. I developed that connection with others in church and with one of my great loves, music. And so as a little kid, I joined the choir. 
And the cool thing about being a little kid in the choir is it didn't really matter if you can sing. The parents were just going to gather you together and you're going to have all those little angel robes and you're just going to sing, Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so. And we sang and we had a great time and we developed fellowship and we developed friendships and relationships and us just singing together and being at church. And I began to look forward to Sunday morning to see my friends, to be in fellowship. And as I was fellowshipping with them, I developed a relationship with God. I developed a love for the scripture. I developed a love for God's word and worship and community in coming together. And it was something that really set me on the course to, quite frankly, why I'm standing here today. And so this morning, we really want to take a look at what God is saying to us about coming together in worship and community and how that relates to us in the hundredth number of Psalm. Our first point from Psalm 100, verses 1 and 2. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So our first point would be, give praise to whom it is due. God is our God. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He loved us so much and he has just lavished us so much with his love that he's worthy to be praised. And when we look at this psalm and this particular psalm, which is some, somewhat different from the other songs, it starts out off the bat saying, hey, give God his praise. Give the king his due. Give the king his glory. It is for us to give a declaration of his love and his power and who he is. And not only does the psalmist compel us to, to reach out to God and, and give him uh, thanks for who he is, but he also, the psalmist also wants us to know that our praise for God should not be out of obligation. That we should have a glad heart in lifting up the name of God, of saying hallelujah, glory to your name, because you are worthy, you are worthy of all the praise. And when we think of who God is and all that he has done for us in this life, in this world, and all that he has done, we should give him thanks and praise. For when we come into the house of the Lord, we should expect to, 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 to meet God and, and be in a place of worship with him and praise him. But let us continue on and see what the scripture continues to say for us to us. Scripture number three, our next point is, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not we, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That is Psalms 100 verse three. For God is our creator, we are his people, and none of us are self-made. The Psalms reminds us that God is our creator, that literally everything that is around us, all that we know, that we see, experience, God created. 
For we, we get the, the, the creation account in Genesis that, that speaks of how God created the heavens and the earth, the sky, the stars, the moon, uh, space, everything. God is literally our creator. And for that, we should create, uh, praise him for this creation, this great gift that he has given us, our, our lives, all that we are. All of these things come from, from him. And in knowing that, we were not created, we did not create ourselves. None of us are self-made. None of us are here on our own accord. None of us just popped ourselves into existence and say, hey, guess what, Anthony's here and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be me and I'm gonna live my life. I am a product of what God has made. Every single one of us is a product of who God made us to be. And for that, we need to pause on that and remember that he created us. And as the scripture goes on to say, we are his people. And that one in itself is amazing. God loves us so much that even in the midst of all our creation and and him creating us, he called us to be his people. And as the Psalms had, had, had written this at this time, he was speaking to the children of Israel and they were being called out and they were God's chosen people. But all of us, we were part of that Abrahamic promise and we that have accepted Jesus Christ became God's people as well. And so the scripture goes on to tell us that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And the good shepherd looks after his sheep. The good shepherd tends and and, and cares for those that he calls his own. For we are his people, created in his image. And that is a reminder of who we are. But next he goes on to say, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Psalm 104. Our next point is, all together now, we are a community of worshipers. Now, to be a believer in Christ is something that is a personal thing. It is a transformation that happens inside our hearts when we open our hearts to Jesus and we accept his sacrifice that he did on Calvary's Hill to restore man from brokenness and sin into the marvelous light of his love. When we accept who God has prepared for us in in Jesus and that we might be able to be saved by him, not only is this something that's personal, but it's not exclusive of everyone else. God doesn't just save us just so we can just individually be saved and come to church on Sunday mornings and live our individual lives and not interact with anyone else. God has saved us, brought us out of the darkness into his marvelous light, into his love, to be in community, in communion with one another, to fellowship with one another, to love one another, to encourage one another, to strengthen one another. And the scripture in this quote of the psalm says, enter to his courts with thanksgiving in his gates. 
coming into his courts and gates at that time period for worship uh, at when the psalm was written was the time period coming in for corporate worship and to, to, to be in relationship with God and to give praise and hear his word and to sing praises to him. And as we enter into not even these, these courts or gates, but the doors in, of the sanctuary, we should prepare ourselves to not only meet God and be in fellowship with him, but to meet our brothers and sisters and be in fellowship with one another. To, 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 to have a heart of thanksgiving of seeing each other and a heart to lift each other up, to get involved in each other's lives, to, to, to learn about each other, to, to, to worship with one another, and also to just the journey in life. Because I don't know about you, sometimes it's very difficult just to get here on a Sunday morning that you've had a difficult week and you've had different trying situations that have made your life difficult getting just here this Sunday morning. But when you've made it here, you arrived in this place to come and worship together. Let us throw our arms around each other. Let us lift each other up. Let us be intentional in loving one another as we give our love and adoration to God. Amen. Amen. Which brings us to our next point is, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. This is Psalm 100, verse 5. So why do we do all this? Because of God's goodness and love towards us. Amen. The Psalms just goes on to say to us that God's goodness and mercy towards us is eternal, that it's everlasting, that it is never-ending, and it's something that we can hold on to and, and trust in. When we stop and reflect on our own individual journeys and the things that have brought us up to this place, we should all be very thankful. That even in the midst of our trials and our tribulations and the things that, that have, you know, sometimes broke us down, that because God loves us, that he's always been in the midst of all of this. In the midst of all of our trials and tribulations, the things that we struggle with, God has always been in the midst. And it's important for us to come together in worship and remembering who he is, what he's done in our lives, and also just at our sheer encouragement to one another in doing so. We should have thanksgiving for what God has done. Um, and when we really reflect on our lives and the things that we've been through, a lot of times our good days outweigh the bad. They really do. And we should just give thanks for who he is and what he has done. And as we're getting ready to transition and wrap up, our last point would be, well, Pastor Anthony, how do we do this? What does this look like? And to quote a great R&B singer from the 1990s, this is how we do it. <laughs> this is how we do it. You, you got it in your head now, so yeah. Uh, this is how we do it. There are a few steps that you can take as far as us moving forward and what 
this community and worship and comes together and looks like for us. One of the first things we can do is, one, commit your life to Jesus and connect with your campus pastor. Now, if you have heard the gospel message and you had opened your heart to Jesus and you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, congratulations. That is wonderful news. We think it's great. We want to celebrate you. We want to connect with you. But we don't want you to have this transformative moment in your lives alone. We would love to learn more how we can support you and encourage you and build you up. So we ask that if you have accepted Christ recently and have not had an opportunity to speak with your campus pastor, we implore you to connect with your campus pastor to learn more about how you can progress more on your faith and what next steps might look like for you uh, in your faith journey. Second, we would love for you to prioritize weekly worship, fellowship, and prayer. Now, this is something really important. You hear me on this. We have a world, particularly where people have said, you know what, um, I could study the Bible at home. I could just watch sermons online or read any books about Christianity and faith. I can do that at home. Why do I need to come to church? Particularly with all the resources that are available online and such, why do I need to come to church? I'm going to tell you why you need to come to church. We need to fellowship together. We need to be in community with one another. We need each other. It is so important for you to be surrounded by people that are like-minded, that have the same goals and aspirations, and that are on the same journey that you're on, to, to lift you up and to encourage you as you are growing as a Christian and just in your daily faith. Um, quite frankly, you really don't see a lot of people who are diehard sports fans, let's just say a, a diehard Packer fan that really likes to watch the game alone. They like to be in fellowship with other people. We like to have like-minded folk that we can lift each other up and lifting up and talking about our sports teams. We love to come together and, and talk and encourage and fellowship. Watch any sporting event. The game might start at 3 o'clock, but at 12 o'clock, there's going to be three shows of pregame talk. Why? Because we are preparing ourselves for that moment. And so we need to prepare ourselves to come for worship. And the other thing that is so key is someone needs your presence. Someone needs your smile. Someone needs to have your word of encouragement, your hello that you might say, the hey, how you doing? Someone needs to meet you back by the coffee or the lemonade and say, hey, my name is Anthony, what's your name? We need to be in fellowship with one another. We need to connect with each other. And if you're not here, how can I love you? Because I don't know you if you're not here. So come on in. We really need you to be present. And third, as we get ready to wrap up, as you know, this is the beginning of our new ministry season. We have 
our new season of small groups that are getting ready to take place. And small groups are part of the lifeblood of how we have grown as a church. At this moment, I'm going to ask if any of our small group leaders are here at this moment, could you please stand? All right. Take a look around these folks. These are some of our small group leaders. If you have not joined a small group, you can possibly be a part of their group. And also, if you want to just learn more about small groups, remember their faces. They will be available to talk to you about a small group. And one more time, I'm sorry, small group leaders, could you stand just one more time, please? Because we want to pray for you all. We want to pray for the great work that you're all doing. Amen. Let's, let's pray for them. Father, we thank you for these small group leaders. We just ask that you continue to bless and keep them and encourage them, Lord. We thank you for the courage that they have in stepping out on faith and leading these groups and how the lives will be impacted that they are leading. And we're just thankful for who they are, how they are opening up their homes and hosting in coffee shops and some of our church locations. We just thank you for them. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, small group leaders. And also, let me pray for you all as we get ready to start this season. As we know, it might be raining outside. That's fine. We had a backup plan. We're going to have our party in West Dallas instead of the park going on here at the, after the 11 a.m. service. This is a great opportunity to build that worship and community together. This is our great opportunity to meet someone that we have never met before and say, hey, how you doing? And, and get the journey with them, get to know them, because we're better together. This is how we build community. This, how, this is an extension of our love and, quite frankly, our fellowship, our, our coming together, our building a community. It's an expression of worship of what God has done in our hearts. So let us come back uh, after service, if you just want to hang out after this, feel free to hang out. You can stay for two services, you know, it's all the better. Um, but we would love for you to be here. But this is how we build worship and community together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we love you, oh God. We just ask that you continue to bless us and hold us. Um, we just ask that you continue to strengthen our hearts as we continue on in this new ministry season, Lord, as we come to back together to school and summer vacations are over and such. Father, just help us to not only lift you up, O oh God, but love one another the way you have loved us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.